ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Adrian Lawrence, and here's what you need to know. Denver has a deal. Vance Joseph is the Broncos' new head coach. The Dolphins' defensive coordinator inked a four-year deal with Denver. And that's according to Adam Schefter, who also says the Broncos will interview Mike McCoy and Bill Musgrave tomorrow for the OC spot. The Panthers' secondary coach, Steve Wilkes, he's going to be promoted to defensive coordinator should Sean McDermott be named the Bills' next head coach. And that's according to Josina Anderson. McDermott, he's had his second interview with Buffalo today. New developments with the 2017 NFL Draft. Clemson wideout Mike Williams says he's passing on his senior year to go pro. Mel Kuyper has Williams holding down the number one spot among receivers on his big board. And the number one cornerback on Kuyper's big board also plans to head to go pro. Redshirt sophomore Marshawn Lattimore will be leaving Ohio State along with defensive backs Malik Hooker and Garan Conley. Tonight is ESPN's Wednesday night doubleheader. Starting at 8 Eastern, the Thunder hosts the Grizzlies. And that's a team Russell Westbrook has yet to deal a triple-double. After that, LeBron and the Cavs will face off in Portland. Catch all the action on ESPN. Sports Center is brought to you by JCPenney. Hurry into JCPenney to save up to 30% off major appliances, plus 30-month special financing on purchases of $799 or more after discounts with your JCPenney credit card. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Broadcasting live from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Online at ctf.nu. Here's Tom and Keith. everybody and welcome to the front row tom and keith are back with you and the news continues to be good what a start to 2017 i almost said 2016 and we've got college football national championship to talk about we've got preseason predictions for football in 2017 which are quickly shaping up as if the game of the century is on the horizon between bama and fsu it's gonna be early this century it's gonna be early very early and then basketball Oh, I'd by see, the way. See, I don't know if I should go ACC, ACC, or or I should be going FSU, FSU. Here's what I, here's what I want to do, and we'll get to the Duke game here, obviously. But I, I had this thought because there's been a lot of angst historically from FSU fans, and I'm one of them, that the ACC has been so focused on Tobacco Road because there's four schools there. They're all charter members. Blah, blah, blah. You look at all the ACC championships that prior to HB2 were played in the state of North Carolina. And it's one of the great things about expansion, even though it dilutes the schedule and you don't play everybody, to me is that you now have more good programs outside of the state. And so the ACC has to expand its horizon. But I was thinking about this. Okay, so on the college football front, Clemson is the king right now. Now, they're a charter member of the ACC, but they're not in North Carolina. Florida State's the second dog. Louisville's the third dog. Miami's on that list. Virginia Tech's on the list. That's football. Baseball, Virginia's the school that broke through a couple years ago and won a national title. And when I was looking at the preseason polls this year, you have FSU and Louisville and Clemson, I think, are the three highest-rated teams. But kudos to Carolina six, eight years ago. Then you look at basketball, where right now the FSU men are atop the ACC. And you look at women's basketball, and Notre Dame and FSU are the two top teams. And you factor in that they no longer play any ACC championships in the state of North Carolina, at least presently. And that includes, oh, by the way, the men's basketball tournament, which will be in New York. And I'm thinking, 
I bet it's a tough time for some of the uh, blue blood tobacco road folk right about now. What say you? At least the tobacco road riders are, are going to have to get used to traveling again. <laughs> yeah, other than eight miles. For exactly. Exactly. It's just interesting times. But the bigger what that really speaks to is that the ACC has become a very, very good conference. I mean, as as disjointed as it can be when you go from Miami to Chestnut Hill and you factor Louisville in, the reality is, and I know everybody's talked about football, but you'd be hard-pressed to do any better across the board. Nobody's close in men's basketball. The ACC is right up there with the SEC in baseball. Women's basketball, it's up there. I mean, the ACC has, and I know I'm waving the flag right now for Commissioner Swafford. Love you, John. Send me another residual check if you if you have one. Well, Corey Alexander, who did the uh, color with West Durham last night for the Duke FSU ba- game on uh, Raycom, uh, he and I walked into the to Tucker Center together, and uh, and he looked at me and he says, um, he said, "Were you pulling for Clemson? Were you pulling for the ACC? You know, what, what, where were you as it relates to the football national championship game?" And and I told him, I said, you know, I, I was pulling for the ACC. I've I've become a conference guy, uh, and, and and proudly so. Uh, now I also like Clemson. I think Clemson and, and what Dabo has built there is is unbelievable. And I've had the opportunity to to know some of those coaches and and be around some of their their uh, boosters. And and, and 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 there's just so much about Clemson that's very similar to Florida State in many ways, uh, but. The, the number that just continues to jump out at me, Tom, is, is the ACC went 9-3 and three in bowl games, had 11 teams participating in bowl games, and that by far is better than any other conference, maybe any other two conferences put together. Yeah, it's a one-time thing, but right now, King of the Hill applies. And it would be natural to expect that the ACC is going to take a dip where it's noticeable that their head and shoulders better than particularly the SEC is the quarterback play was a thousand times better in the ACC than the SEC. But just think if you dig into those stats and just consider FSU beat Michigan, Clemson drilled Ohio State, Pitt beat Penn State this year. I mean, that was everybody said the Big Ten's the best, the ACC, just hold home, well, just check it off. Pitt beat Clemson and Penn State this right, year. Right. Well, how about <laughs> this? So it, we were. In Charlotte this summer, they announce an ACC network. It's going to be three years away. And part of the reason for that is they have to wait till the carriage deals are up so that they can renegotiate uh, and they can get the ACC network distributed. Another part of the reason is we're still trying to figure out what future distribution looks like. Is it going to be on my phone? Is it going to be in my glasses? Is it going to be on my watch, in my windshield? Or is it still going to be a satellite dish and a cable? Maybe it'll be in the cloud. But the point is, Swafford announces this, and there was a lot of skeptics still are frankly because of what's happening in the cable industry because no money is exchanging hands right now and lo and behold the paradigm completely shifts and all of a sudden not only is the sec not what the acc is the sec outside of bama just looked average or below average this year and now you have the acc uh which is coming off the two most impressive years in the history of the basketball tournament in terms of what they did clemson wins a title you still have fsu you want a heisman you got a national champ a heisman winner and FSU, and those are three different programs all in the Atlantic. Wow. I'm going a long way to say that the timing is pretty good, especially if the ACC can run this into another year or so as those conversations are happening to say, hey, we need the ACC network. And it all begins uh, in 2017 with with uh, one of the uh, flag waivers, i.e. FSU, playing the flag waiver of the SEC in Alabama 
uh, in the first collegiate game in a brand-new multi-billion dollar facility. Golly, I'm already looking ahead. Which could be one verse two, but we've got plenty of time to talk about that, and uh, a lot can and will happen between now and then. But regardless of what the actual rankings are, that's going to be a, a highly anticipated game. It's already been anticipated. All right. So five previous wins over Duke. The total margin was 17 points. Last night they win by almost that many, or actually more. Was it 18 or 16? I forget. Yeah, whatever it was, it was, wow. it was impressive. Uh, and I was not at the Tucker Center last night. I actually watched this one You were at not home. one of the 11,600 and something people that were there? I, I was not. I was not. I, uh, I was the good soldier last night. Wife wanted to go to the game with the girls. Said, have a good night. I'll take the kids. My son and I watched the game. He only watched till halftime. First thing this morning, he pops out of bed, wants to watch the second half. So that's what we did from 6.45 to 7.30 or so before school. But, no, I was interested to hear what West Durham and Corey Alexander had to say, just sort of the perspective. Now, you know, this is the ACC. Because you beat Duke doesn't mean that you're going to win the next 12 games. In and, fact, and, you could lose and the Duke, next several. And Duke, but, Duke was shorthanded, both in terms of Emil being out as well as Coach K recovering from surgery, by the way. Uh, best wishes for that recovery. We were told uh, by the, uh, the the Duke folks that uh, they believe the surgery went very well. So now it's just a question of recuperatory uh, time frame. It was uh, it was fun to watch, and this team is fun to watch. Not only are they talented, they go hard. I mean, they play hard, and it's we've talked about this, but it's almost keyed by those freshmen in Forrest and Walker. Last night they got off to a good start, so we didn't see the freshmen till later. Leonard stayed with his first five, but. Uh, it's going to be a fun next few weeks. They've 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 created, they've carved out some room for error with this Carolina, Notre Dame, Louisville stretch. And, and let's not fool ourselves. You know, just when you get past those, doesn't mean that that the others can't. Oh, it beat does. You too. It gets so much easier. Yeah, it gets so much easier. So, but but it's a fun time right now. What was amazing to me is watching the body language and and just the facial expressions of the players. I didn't see anybody on that Duke team, uh, Tom that took charge. I, I didn't see anybody who said, you know, would get the guys together. You know, they, they were down by four at halftime. They got up by two with about 13, 14 minutes left. But I never saw a single Duke player act like he was the man and, and rally the team. There were multiple times when I looked out there and saw different Florida State players acting like they were the man, Ojo. XRM, even the freshmen, particularly the the two youngsters you talked about in Trenton Forest, they are not shy about pointing out things that are wrong, even if the upperclassmen are doing things that are wrong. Yeah, it's and you've got a courtside seat next next to Gene to watch this this ride, which is uh, it's going to be a fun one for this team. I want to get to uh, Grayson Allen here momentarily. Tim Linnefeld, our Seminoles dot com insider, will join us next segment. Uh, but before we do that, a uh, tip of the cap is always to the uh, the folks at Madison Social. I did not participate in the game of pig and the march to I've the Tucker Center. I've seen you play basketball. That was a good thing. Well, generally speaking, you can be stationary when you're playing you're pig. You're the only person that can dribble a football better than you can dribble a basketball. Well, I, I'll tell you what. If you want to set it up, Keith, one of these shows, we'll go ahead. We'll, 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 we could broadcast while playing a game of pig for the front row. And we could do it at Madison Social. When Matt listens to this, he'll make it happen. It can be a marketing opportunity for him. Can we get a glass? And then everybody will know just how bad we really are at basketball. Whew. But I'm not sure uh, what they've got going on this week, but the thought did occur to me that the weather's warming back up, 
Doors are up. Doors will be up. plays Carolina. Doors will be up. Saturday. They allow you to bring pets to the outside area. The Block family might have to take uh, the puppy down to Madison Social and watch the hoops game on Saturday. Beignet might get to go out. Beignet may they may wander out, which is a dicey proposition <laughs> to be sure. All right, the Grayson Allen situation, which is this. Obviously, the fans were going to be all over him last And night. they were. Grayson Allen, because of his own actions over the last two years, has be, he's lost the benefit of the doubt. So anytime he looks at somebody funny, it's going to show up in social media as, see, there he is again. It, that little hand that went up this way, he was trying to hit somebody's that junk. That foot was, went that way. He was trying to do something. So there was a play last night. I don't remember the exact time. It's all over it was, social media. It was media. late in the game, I believe. But, but he ends up diving into the FSU bench, and it becomes this, oh, was he malicious in how he went in there? He knocked over Dennis Gates and – that sort of thing. So I, I want to credit Dennis Gates for diffusing this in perfect fashion. Right explain away. who Gates is in case our He's one of don't FSU's know. assistant coaches, Correct. for those who don't know. So and he was on ESPN talking about this. And this is a quote from Dennis Gates. Quote, I clearly need to do a better job of moving out of the way like my coworkers. It's my responsibility to do one of two things. The first is getting out of the way. The second, be a good sport by making an attempt to protect an opponent blind spot. I clearly did not make the correct decision. I misread Grayson Allen's speed the same way you all are misreading the clip. It was our lower body that made the most contact. The results from that impact is what put me on my back, not a shove. I did not in any way feel attacked nor disrespected as the media and others are portraying Grayson Allen's character and hustle. Stop judging on hand placement. All I view it to be is a great hustle play. Nothing more, nothing less. Watch the lower body collision, not upper. I know what a dirty play is, and I was not the victim of one. Thanks to all the Seminole fans who came out and made the atmosphere electric. The tuck was rocking. You all made the difference. Go Knowles. So, I mean, that is exactly the way to diffuse that. And I know people, and I haven't had a chance to look at social media as we're talking here today, and I'm sure it's out of hand and people are having fun with the gifs. And part of that is deserved for some of his, uh, what appeared to be, premeditated might be too strong but certainly intentional reactionary intentional trip efforts over the last couple of years one of which was over xrm in in durham correct yeah so all that said good for for dennis for for phrasing it that way and uh you know grayson allen fits the villain role for a duke player and there's been one after the other and it's typically the really good white guy on the duke team that's going to wear that banner and that's what grayson allen is going to be I didn't know till just recently. You might know this. I knew Grayson Allen was from Jacksonville, but I think Florida State recruited him pretty hard. They did, and then Duke came in. Duke came in late. Is Duke what I came was told. in late, and he ended up going to Duke. So interesting. But just take that perspective and uh, enjoy the win last How night. How about one more part of the perspective? You know, our fans uh, that don't know Leonard Hamilton, head coach at Florida State, they they know him only from the sidelines and during game day and during game time. He is not a happy camper. You don't see smiles. He doesn't giggle. It's not funny. Gates is very stoic as well, and he doesn't say much. And if you watch him during pregame, he's just standing and watching. One of the things that's amazing, you ought to see Gates during practice. Gates is like a madman during practice. He's yelling and screaming and everything. I mean, if there was anybody that ever wanted to, to react to a dirty play, Gates would be the first one. Of course, he's still in great shape, though he's probably just about 30. He probably could still go out and play an entire basketball game. So if there's any one guy that would know and be able to react to what he viewed as being something malicious, it would be Denny. And for him to say immediately uh, how much he respected the the play and it was a hustle play and you know get your mind out of the uh, the negative, uh, I think speaks volumes uh, to to what actually happened. 
Well, really, the story about Grayson Allen last night is this. 0 for 3 on three-pointers, 9 points, 5 assists, 3 turnovers. So that's a credit to X in the Florida State defense. And let's not get wrapped up spending too much time talking about Grayson Allen because the story here is this FSU team, which we will discuss in further detail with our Seminoles.com insider Tim Linnefelt when the front row rolls on. Stay with us. Timing is important. Turn left now. Take too long to decide. You miss your chance. Oops. Okay, Smarty, make you turn in 22 miles. At Prime Meridian Bank, we understand prompt decision-making. We know timely decisions are key to getting where you need to go, in business and in life. How long does it take your bank? Try my bank for business. Prime Meridian Bank, Timberlane Road, Capital Circle Northeast, or at trymybank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I don't know why I even bother. Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia has over 100 new vehicles and over 100 used vehicles on a lot to serve you. I'm Bob Hobson, and everybody has rebates and discounts, but no one gives you the best deal the first time. Always more for your trade-in. We just make it easy in Cairo, Georgia, the hospitality city. We're 20 minutes north of Charles High School. Take Highway 93 West to Cairo, Georgia. You'll like the drive. You'll love the deal. Come by and see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way. Families and businesses across North Florida rely on the Earl Bacon Agency for advice and counsel about their personal and business insurance programs. But not as many know we do the same thing for employee benefit programs and health insurance. Hello, I'm Lauren Bacon for the Earl Bacon Agency. Our experienced team can help you build programs for health, life, dental, and disability insurance that will let you attract and retain the best employees without breaking the bank. If you think it's time to look over your employee benefit program, call the Earl Bacon Agency at 878-2121 or visit us on the web at earlbacon.com. The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Here's Tom and Keith. Back on the front row, and I'll tell you what, we're going to make that the uh, the theme music for the basketball team now since they never lose. We're just going to keep – we're going to hear that until deep into, into – It's into, going to be streaks, into, streaks of music. Into early April, as a matter of fact. We'll, we'll listen to that music as we welcome our Seminoles.com insider, Tim Linnefeld. He joins us via the Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together. Tip of the cap to them for uh, their support of the program. Tim, how are you? Uh, I'm good, and I want to know, has the front row suffered any losses? Since, uh, since this wave of, uh, of new music-related choices? Uh, maybe not. I mean, things have been pretty good. The only little yeah. hiccup I can think of in the last month is the women lost at home to NC State, but, I mean, they're still seventh in the country. So, I mean, things are good. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's a fun time to, uh, to be around Florida State Athletics. As Corey Clark uh, put it, uh, perhaps in the headline there, that uh, this program is so good that nobody even bothered to rush the floor last night when you beat Duke because it was 88-72, and you were the favorite in the game. I mean, that was quite a deal last night. Yeah, and, you know, it'd be one thing if if Dwayne Bacon or Xavier Rattan Mays had made a last-second three or something, and the excitement of that had carried over. And, and a couple kids did make their way to the floor, and then they sort of looked around and realized there was nobody we're else We're by there. ourselves! And they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retreat! I've seen that before. 
<laughs> That's funny. They, uh, like they didn't even notice. But but you know, like you said, when it, when it's a sixteen point game, and let's be honest, uh, after you know about the ten minute mark of the second half, maybe even a little bit before, that game really wasn't even in doubt. Everybody sort of knew it was coming. Now I didn't make it any less exciting or, or energetic or anything like that, but. It certainly wasn't a surprise by the time that it was over. Everybody had time to prepare for what was coming. Well, it's sort of the same point in every game, the midpoint of the second half, when the depth of Florida State just takes over and all of a sudden there's some separation. We need a we need a name for that group. Back in the day, uh, oh, the old Tulane coach, Perry Clark, it used to be the posse would come in. He'd go five for five. We need a name for those five. Well, but, in football, we used to have the Kentucky Derby. We'd right. bring in a whole new set for the second or third series. We've we got to work on this. But, Tim, before we get to, to that conversation, we're going to we're gonna get rapid fire out of the way. We need the scoreboard here. update. We're going we're gonna to update the scoreboard, then we'll continue that conversation. So, uh, for those of you that have been listening, we, we test Tim, and, and he's doing better than he's we expected, pretty good actually. As an and he's going to continue. But this is a compilation of questions we posed over the last month or so because not all of them were resolved week to week. So, let's, let's listen in. Here we go, Tim. Now, this one is, it feels like I'm letting you steal money here. Dalvin needs 284 rushing yards to become the ACC's all time leading rusher. So, in the bowl game, Dalvin over or under 283 and a half yards? Uh, I'm going to have to go under on that. The men's basketball team plays 13 non conference games. So, over or under 11 and a half total wins as they enter conference play? Over. All right. Rod Johnson is coming back or turning pro? Pro. Clemson or Alabama? I like Clemson. Florida State's men's basketball team plays Duke and Virginia Tech before we'll talk to you again. So over, under, one and a half wins. Under one and a half. Tucker Center attendance this Saturday against Virginia Tech. Over or under 9,500? Over. Steelers fin Sunday at one. Will the Steelers cover that 10-point number? Ooh. I think so, yeah. Dwayne Bacon points combined in the Virginia Tech and Duke games, over under forty one and a half. Over. Oh, you're going. You're rolling. Whoa! Confidently, he rolls with the ACC player. Forty one and a half. No, but you kidding me? I, I would. I, I'll give you some more on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, unlike previous weeks, you started strong and then finished slow there, and. Uh, Tim, I was now tell- listen, the, the bacon one hurts me because if you had told me, if I told you rather, that Florida State would beat Virginia Tech by, what, 15 and Duke by 16, I think you'd have taken the over on, uh, on bacon there as well. Well, that speaks exactly to how good this basketball team is. Dwayne Bacon can score 13 points and Florida State can house Duke. That's how good this team is. And I know Duke was shorthanded, whatever. Put an asterisk in the box door. Who cares? It was still a 16-point win. I mean, that's how talented yeah. and deep this team is. And it's remarkable. And if you remember a conversation that we had uh, maybe a month or so ago, we talked about who would be sort of the, the, the first people on the bench when they got to ACC play and Ham started shortening that bench because we all knew that he would. Well, the answer so far is no one. Uh, he's still rolling 12 deep. He's still getting everybody out there. I think 10 players scored last night. Uh, 12 players uh, played all together. And, and that's against Duke. If you're not going to shorten the bench against Duke, uh, who are you going to shorten it against? So this is who Florida State is, and the the cool thing to see, and what I think is really important is, you know, they they've seen that they can win this way. You know, the, every way coach talks about the idea of buying in and getting the program. Well, the best way to do that, of course, is to have success. Uh, and for Florida State to have won the games that they've won, beat the teams that they've beaten. I mean, they've got three straight wins over ranked teams, four on the season. Uh, uh, and, and so when, you, when you're able to do that, uh, it's easy to get everybody to buy in and, and accept their roles and accept that, that this is the way the team is going to play. 
Uh, and it's really fun to watch. You can tell that they believe in themselves, and they should. Tim, uh, Florida State was favored by one, uh, mainly because they were at home versus Duke. I haven't seen the line yet as they traveled to play North Carolina on Saturday. Would it surprise you if Florida State is favored in Chapel Hill this weekend? Oh, boy. Yeah, I think it would. I think it'll be close. I could see it being another one- or two-point line, but I, going on the road there uh, is kind of a different animal. And, and I do think, you know, Dwayne Bacon mentioned this last night after the game, if there's one team in the ACC that can at least uh, hang with Florida State, both in terms of depth and the ability to get out and run and score and transition, it's North Carolina. They've been doing that for a long time. Uh, you know, that team loves to run and loves to score quick baskets. And so, if nothing else, it should be a really fun game, a really exciting game. Uh, and I don't think that Carolina will be heavily favored, but I would be surprised if, if FSU was a favorite in that one. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? It's been a, a pretty wild basketball season, so I don't know that we can rule it out. You're exactly right. The over-under on that game should be infinity because Carolina gets up and down. FSU, I mean, that game literally could be 198 or something like that. I mean, it's going to be an entertaining game to watch. Um, I hate to, to – put the brakes on all this men's hoops conversation but the women's hoops team has a top 10 showdown tomorrow night too tim and uh just sort of expanding the field is to, to bigger picture fsu uh they're number seven in the country i think louisville's number nine so coach sue is is actually got her team ranked higher than the men right now they she does and it's it's cool to have both of them ranked that, that highly at the same time it's the first time ever that the fsu men and women have been ranked in the top 10 at the same time, and it's look, it's a fun time to be an FSU basketball fan, and I thought that, that last night at the Tucker Center was a, a fantastic example of what basketball can be here. I mean, that crowd was, was loud. They were into it. They were you know, cheering at the right times, booing at the right times. You just sort of feel it. I expect something similar tomorrow night as, as one, as I think that momentum carries over from, from one game to the next. And then two, you know, I mean, the, the women's basketball program has built a really strong foundation, a really strong following. Uh, over the last several years, and, and knowing that there's another top ten team in town, and, and Louisville is is really really good, uh, I think it's going to be another uh, you know really really fun atmosphere, a hostile atmosphere for the opposing team. And I mean, I mean you know, who who could have guessed? I think we all had high expectations for the women's basketball team, maybe not quite this high. Uh, and then now the men are following suit. I don't know that there's been a a better stretch of basketball uh, combined in the history of Florida State. One of the things that came out uh, last couple of days that, uh, and it'll take a long time to get there. I'll try to make it short, but. UConn won their 90th game in a row. They beat South Florida, I think. South Florida was in the top 20. And that was like... They beat South Florida by 70. Yeah. Florida State is the only program that has gone toe-to-toe with with UConn this year. And and I think that loss probably is as big a factor in motivation and my respect for this team as any win that Florida State may come upon, Tim. Oh, absolutely. And in you know, Tom, you and I were both there. Uh, Florida State could have won that game. I think, you know, more than anything, you know, they, they, they were happy to play well, but I think Sue, Sue Semmer, I would have told you that they didn't play their best game that night. They didn't have their best player in Leticia Romero, who was still uh, coming back from an injury. Uh, and they, I think, were, were, were sore that they didn't play as well as they could have and, and, and won the game. And think about how the complexion of the season would have changed uh, in, in that sense. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I think Florida State is one of the best teams in the country, I think. They might even be a little undervalued at seven, and and I don't think it's hyperbole whatsoever to suggest that 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 team has has Final Four credentials with a Final Four caliber team. Now, whether or not they'll get there, we'll see. Uh, And tomorrow night's game will will go a big way, probably at least in determining seedings and that sort of thing. But, I mean, this is 
without a doubt, one of the best teams in the country. I don't really know how you argue that. Well, and I, and I hope the, the Tallahassee community continues to get behind. They had, what, 6,500? It was last a program record. That was against Duke and, on and Sunday. And they, they may get seven, 7,000 or even 8,000 in the tuck tomorrow night. Well, they would love it if they got that. Point of information, real quick, the way the women's tournament works, the uh, first and second round sites are hosted by basically the top seed. So there's a, a better-than-average chance that Florida State's women will host the first and second round this year. And on the men's side, if you're not aware, there are, Orlando is a first and second round NCAA site. When's the last time we mentioned NCAA tourney sites related to men's basketball? And we're on January 11th or whatever it is. I would believe that would be five years ago. Anyway, point being, and it also happens to coincide with the university spring break and the Leon County spring break. So if you wanted to go visit the mouse in Orlando and watch some basketball while you're there, you might get a chance to see the Knowles. Tim, when does uh, baseball practice start? Uh, the last week of January, I want to say the 27th, maybe. Okay, Sounds right. We're Somewhere getting... in that range. And then, uh, again, this happened at the Tucker Center last night. I don't recall ever seeing FSU trot out its early enrollees in terms of football. Uh, of course, it featured Cam Akers, who's, if you listen to the folks in Mississippi, maybe the best athlete, high school athlete ever out of the state of Mississippi, and that state produced Jerry Rice and Walter Payton. I mean, that's putting a lot on this guy, but uh, what – uh, any uh, idea for the, the reason for the promotion there last night with those guys? Probably just to let everybody know what's coming down the pipe. Uh, I, I don't know that if, if Clemson win the national title uh, the night before had anything to do with it. I kind of doubt it, but I, I do think it's a good reminder to say, hey, you know, things are things are going just fine at, at Florida State after that bowl win, and then you know, bringing in three, you know, six early enrollees, three of whom are rated as five star prospects, and oh, by the way. Uh, all three of them, uh, between uh, Cam Akers, Joshua Kando, and uh, Kando, and uh, Stanford Sam was a third. They're all coming in at positions where you lose key players from last year's team. Cam Akers, of course, the running back. Joshua Kando, the uh, the defensive end, and Stanford Samuels, the third, uh, the defensive back. So uh, just just a little reminder. I think uh, nothing wrong with that to capitalize uh, one on the excitement in the building and two the excitement from uh, from the end of the the football season. Well, Tim. Thank you uh, for your insight as always. I think I think the tabulations say you're 18 and 12 now, maybe in rapid fire. So, I mean, you were winning in Vegas, bud. You're, you, we got to come up with some better questions is what it is. Well, uh, you know, we're going to take a week to do that. i got to have the difficulty level. Yeah, like, like Dylan Busby's average this year will be, a, let's see, uh, I'd have to look at what he was last year. I don't want to just throw out an arbitrary line. I'm going to hold that thought. I don't want to you just tell you what you get it right and come back. Yeah, I'll get it right and come back because you're getting it right every week. There we go. <laughs> We're going to cut him off on the Earl Bacon Agency hotline right now. That was our Seminoles.com insider uh, getting a little full of himself at the end of the, the interview. Well, there, Tim at, at eight, rightly eight, so, eighteen and but, twelve, he probably has the right to. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. All right, thank you, Tim. Hey, uh, we will. Uh, we're going we're gonna to turn our attention to football in the next segment, but I, I do want to mention that Michael Ojo is going to join us uh, later in the program, and uh, you'll you'll look forward to that interview. Trust me. I mean, uh, for as long as he's been around, I don't know how frequently because he's not been the major contributor on the team. How frequently people have actually heard him talk and learn more about his upbringing in Nigeria and how he got to the states. We'll address that a little bit later on as we continue. Thanks for being with us on the front row. Instead of trying to follow 140-character tweets or waiting until Sunday morning to read bits and pieces of what head coach Jimbo Fisher said in his post-game press conference, why not watch the entire press conference live and free on your desktop, laptop, tablet, or smartphone? Only Seminoles.com and the Seminoles.com app 
bring you Jimbo Fisher live following every home game. No tweets, no wait, all Jimbo. You have a choice, Tallahassee, and it's in Cairo, Georgia. I'm Bob Hobson at Hobson Chevrolet. We know your time is valuable, so we give you the best deal the first time. Price, trade value, financing. We just make it easy. Great selection and great team to serve you. We're 20 minutes north of Charles High School. Take Highway 93 to the Hospitality City. Come by and see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. You'll never get a better deal or be treated better than right here in Cairo, Georgia. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way. The Front Row is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Two locations to choose from, 1110 Stuckey Avenue and 3269 Crawfordville Highway. Call them at 580-1200 or online at ctf.nu. Now, here's Tom and Keith. We are back on the front row. We're going to take a break from basketball for a moment because we need to pay some attention to what was a certainly a great second half and a great fourth quarter and ending to the national championship game the other night. But let me remind you first that if you've got a do-it-yourself project that needs to be finished, you can go visit Ron and his knowledgeable staff at Cornerstone Tool and Fastener to get all your power tool needs. Two locations to choose from, 1110 Stuckey Avenue and 3269 Crawfordville Highway. Call them at uh, 580-1200 or visit them online at ctf.nu. Thanks to uh, the fine folks there for jumping on board again. They were with us in the fall when we did our postgame wrap-ups on Sunday, and we appreciate them uh, and welcome them to the front row. All right, Keith, so you and I mentioned this briefly at the top. Maybe it's ACC homerism. Maybe it's uh, anti-SEC-ism and being tired of Alabama. But uh, for me personally, it was sort of both those things. But – I was rooting for Clemson, and I was happy to see them win. Very much so. I, I thought Clemson would win the ball game. Now, I'm sitting there at the beginning of the fourth quarter uh, wondering uh, if my uh, wishes are going to come true. Christmas is long gone. We're now in 2017. And, and just a remarkable performance uh, by Deshaun uh, Watson. I, you know, they were uh, – other folks have been talking the uh, last couple of days about where he might fit in the NFL uh, since he immediately declared that he was going to come out. I don't know where he fits. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm not smart enough to figure that part out. I just know that he's a guy I would want to have on my team. Uh, he, he's, he just finds a way to make things happen. Well, and we saw it very early in his career in the game Sean McGuire played. He came in in 2014, mm-hmm. didn't start. They put him in, and he had played well, I guess, against Georgia maybe a week or two prior that year. I mean, what would have happened if he had come in earlier? Right, yeah, they would have won that game. Exactly. Probably, so... Now, the flip side of this, first of all, if you're Clemson, think of this as an FSU fan. If you're Clemson, you've got the best quarterback in your program's history, and you're close to not winning a national title. You already didn't win the Heisman. And so for Dabo's point of view, and I realize this is not to say Clemson would have dropped off the map. Clemson is here to stay. But that would have been one of those... Hard to swallow. I mean, imagine if that's Jimbo and Jameis or whatever, and and you go two two years in a row and lose in the playoff. Tough to swallow. Instead, Clemson gets the ending it wanted. Uh, there are some who are concerned that now every recruit in the history of high school football is going to go play at Clemson, and none are going to come to FSU, which is a ridiculous concern to have. There's always going to be more players in the state of Florida by a large margin than there are in the state of South Carolina. Even if they do have a slide or whatever it is they have in that new building. And Clemson is always going to recruit well, period, even if they didn't have the national title. They've already had C.J. Spiller. They always had athletes. And, That's the other and thing. Sammy all, Watkins, who are Floridians, and Brian Dawkins back in the day who was from Jacksonville. I mean, the reality is there's lots of athletes to go around. Uh, now, 
doesn't make it any easier for Jimbo because Clemson's got the cachet now. Now when you go into ACC media days, the media is going to be over there talking to Dabo and Jimbo's playing second fiddle right now. But that's all all right. Live with it. That's all all right. Florida State's got nine starters coming back defensively, plus Derwin James. And they were turning awful lot offensively, even though Rod Johnson uh, decided to turn pro. You're not in favor of this. Nope. How come? I, I thought Rod had a bad year. I, I did not think he had a good year. I think all the accolades that he is getting this year are are a result of last year. Uh, there were plenty of times when you 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 and I have talked privately about he he just got whipped. He got either got physically whipped I didn't or think, got out quicked. I didn't think he had a great year either. He obviously knows what his grade is, or maybe he doesn't care. I mean, I did a little looking today, and I saw him as low as twentieth among tackles, not offensive linemen. Now we haven't had the combine, we haven't done any of that stuff yet. Any of your pro day. Uh, and he will score well. He he is a physical specimen. And he's, he's going to be he's a good six, interview. Seven, he's going to handle that process well. But at the, so he fits at the, the mold. At the end of the day, if he goes in between the third and fifth round, if he comes back another year, you think he could have been into the first round or second round? If he improved. So in his case, he's potentially even money on the table. I think. Travis but, Rudolph's but, case, and as we're sitting here, we haven't heard from Travis Rudolph as we're recording this. Uh, I would make the case for Rudolph that that he should go and i'll tell you why what's going to be different on travis next year at this time than right now he's not gonna be any faster or taller but he's going to get more attempts he'll have an opportunity he'll have better statistics he'll have an opportunity to show and some of the things that he can do he didn't get an opportunity to show this year his ability to run after the catch his ability to block but what's his ceiling i i think it's a little higher i think he should come back and i think he could work that ceiling a little higher but so but what's his ceiling in your mind second round Okay, so and if he goes this year, you think it's third or fourth, maybe fifth. So I'd have to look at the numbers, but either way, we're not talking about first round money. So then you have the time. No, he, is, val- he is not a first round pick, in my opinion. Then you have time value of money of getting an extra year in the bank and making whatever he makes as a third or fourth round pick this year. I'm just saying, I think, I think there's a decision to be made there. Uh, if you're talking about if if it is in truth factual that Rod Johnson goes out and he's going to be a fourth round pick this year, and if he came back, he could have been a first round pick. And I don't know if that's true. I'm not an NFL. That's a lot of money you're 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 losing out on there if that's the way it works. I mean, I think that, Rod's that said, in the same position Demarcus Walker was in last year. Yeah, well, Demarcus clearly improved his stock. Exactly. Now Demarcus is going to go to the combine, and he's still going to be a little undersized from what they want, and we'll have to see what that equates to. Understood. But I mean, clearly, he, he doesn't fit all the, the, the metrics. The box he has checked is that his motor will run 24-7, and he's willing to lead. And he can play inside or outside. Yeah. So he has, he has definitely ran it out the portfolio, just as Dalvin Cook did, that he can, he can catch uh, out of the backfield and that sort of thing. All right. Uh, so Clemson's champs. Florida State basketball team is looking like champs right now. We're going to continue and, and bounce back to Florida State basketball, and we roll on on the front row right after this. Your destination is ahead. Are you paying attention? Timing is important. Turn left now. Take too long to decide. You miss your chance. Oops. Okay, Smarty, make you turn in 22 miles. At Prime Meridian Bank, we understand prompt decision-making. We know timely decisions are key to getting where you need to go, in business and in life. How long does it take your bank? 
Try my bank for business. Prime Meridian Bank, Timberlane Road, Capital Circle Northeast, or at trymybank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I don't know why I even bother. Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia has over 100 new vehicles and over 100 used vehicles on a lot to serve you. I'm Bob Hobson, and everybody has rebates and discounts, but no one gives you the best deal the first time. Always more for your trade-in. We just make it easy in Cairo, Georgia, the hospitality city. We're 20 minutes north of Charles High School. Take Highway 93 West to Cairo, Georgia. You'll like to drive. You'll love the deal. Come by and see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way. If one quote can save you 15% on car insurance, imagine how much 9 or 10 quotes might save you. Hello, I'm Bobby Bacon for the Earl Bacon Agency, and we've been independently shopping insurance for local families and businesses for more than 50 years. Our company partners include top national carriers like Auto Owners, Nationwide, Travelers, and Liberty Mutual. And we don't just stop at car insurance. We also shop the best deals on home, health, and life insurance. So if you believe your insurance program could use an upgrade, there's a better way to shop. Call the Earl Bacon Agency at 878 or visit us on the web at earlbacon.com. The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Here's Tom and Keith. Back on the Front Row, Tom and Keith with you in Florida State. Has reason to be excited. 88-72 to over Duke last night. Another big win for the Knowles basketball team, which is now 16-1, 4-0 in the ACC. And we're very pleased to uh, welcome the elder statesman of this team to the program, and that is fifth-year senior Michael Ojo. Ojo, how are you? I'm doing good today. How are you? Great. So tell us, how fun was that last night? It was fun. You know, anytime you get to uh, take down one of the big powerhouses, you know, in the conference, you should be really, really excited. And I told my team yesterday I was, you know, really proud of them, uh, the work they've put in and uh, how far we've come this season. And, uh, you know, this is my first time being able to beat Duke since I've been here. I've been here five years now. So uh, it was it was exciting yesterday. Yeah, I was going to ask you from your point of view, because, I mean, the, the, the newcomers are, are tremendous, obviously, but yeah. CJ and Trent and, you know, Savoy and Brian, those guys haven't been here the last four years like you've been. And I know you didn't play last year. So to see where this program has come during your time to get to a point like last night, not that that's the pinnacle because you've got a lot of season left. Yeah. How, how much pride goes into that for you? Oh, a, a lot. You know, personally for me, you know, like I said, anytime you get to beat Duke, uh, you take that win any day, any time. And uh, I was proud that we were able to do that yesterday as a team, you know, give them credit. They're, they're a very good team. And, uh, they they have a rich tradition in basketball, so we'll take that win. And uh, for my guys, you know, I was really excited for them. This is like a, a confidence boost for them moving forward uh, throughout the season and, uh, and next year. Uh, this will be in the books, you know, from now to to forever. We'll look back at that win, you know, and be really really excited for it and talk about it for a long time. And uh, just what they bring to the table, you know, our new guys give us a, a great, great energy off the bench, and uh, some of them are starting as well. So I was just, you know, I'm glad to be able to, you know, share that moment with them all. Michael KJ here. I've been saying uh, all year long that you are the most improved basketball player in the history 
of Florida State basketball. Now that means don't don't hit me on the back of the head when we get on that plane going to Carolina because that doesn't mean you were horrible earlier. But just talk about what you did last year, your redshirt year, from a mental perspective and a and a, and a learning perspective that's now translated to the court for you this year. Uh, thank you, and I will try not to, you know, I try not to defeat you on our way to UNC. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but last year was very unfortunate, you know, and uh, when I say that, the, the, the fortunate thing happened last year, for me, you know, I was able to sit back. At first, it was, it was tough. I'm not going to deny that. It was tough, you know, not being able to play. I had to deal with injury, you know. I had to walk to class with those six-foot crunches. Uh, right under my armpit, but uh, but it was a good year for me to sit back, learn more about the game, become a better student of the game. You know, be able to watch film, ask questions, and see things from from the coach's perspective. You know, I was able to sit on the bench, help my teammates out, even though I wasn't playing. I was still doing the same thing my teammates were doing. You know, paying attention to the little details, uh, following the scouting report. You know, and with that, I was able to help my teammates out during the course of the games throughout last season. Uh, yeah, we didn't make it that much uh, that far, but the best I could do last year was be be the fifth assistant coach, if if I can say that. You know, not mm-hmm. trying to take mm-hmm. any of my coaches' job, but I was on the bench, trying to you know help my teammates out. I was able to learn more. That gave me another year to you know to get stronger in the weight room and uh, to learn more. You know, going to the coach's office, learning more, you know, watching film, asking questions and stuff like that. So, and it also gave me another, you know, year to, to work on my game, you know, around the basket, you know, and uh, get better at my positioning, both offense and defense. We're talking with Michael Ojo, Florida State big winners over Duke last night. The Knowles atop the ACC. Uh, Michael had nine points in last <laughs> night's game. No turnovers in your minutes. Give us some bigger perspective on your basketball background, Michael. When did you first touch a basketball or play basketball, and when did you come to the United States? Uh, I mean, I I was back home. I grew up playing soccer. That's what we do, you know. Here in America, you see kids go to go to ballpark, uh, go to the park, play basketball, you know, throw football. But all we do back home is play soccer. That's what kids do growing up, you know. And uh, that's what we were doing. And I was playing soccer, and uh, this man walked by. I was like, what, what is this kid, you know, 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", doing playing soccer? Uh, and uh, he said, hey, basketball could do something in your life, you know. And uh, I, st- I started basketball around 2010, uh, towards the end of 2010, but mainly 2011. That's when I started, you know, going to practice, you know. And at first, I didn't like it. Because everything I did was wrong, you know. I travel, I take five steps with the ball, I <laughs> I I try to block everything, you know, which ends up being goaltending every time. But I uh, had the opportunity to attend camps uh, in 2011, and that's where I met uh, different coaches. And uh, my prep school coach was, I met my prep school coach, and he offered me a scholarship to, to play basketball here in America. And I can't turn down, I can't turn down, you know, a trip to America with a free education. I can't turn that down. So I came here in January 2012 uh, to America. Went to a prep school in uh, in Tennessee, Chattanooga, and uh, playing different competitions. That's where you know coaches were. They saw me and started recruiting me. So 
I made my decision to come down here to Florida State, thinking it was going to be a little warmer. You know, yeah, than it is up there in Tennessee. But man, this last past week, I felt like I was in. I felt like I was in New York. <laughs> but, but that's uh, as I came in and I started. You know, my, my I would say the real, the first real organized basketball that I played was was in Prescott. You know, uh, before that, there was nothing really. You know, like organized basketball it was just playing. Uh, you know, pick up. You know, park basketball. You know, now well organized. You know. And uh, so that, that that has been the brutal setback in my progress, but I'm glad that things are coming along now. And and on a on a personal level, how often do you get home to Nigeria, or does your family get to come here or see you play? Uh, I I haven't been back since I came here. You know, it is very expensive to go back home, and uh, we don't have that much break. You know, I can I don't, don't want to go home. You know, we, this past Christmas, we had like three or four days off, you know. By the time I fly to Nigeria, it'll be time to come back. So, uh, and my parents, uh, they haven't been here. They haven't been here since I came. Uh, you know, I've just seen that, you know, some of the sacrifices you have to make for, for a better future. But I stay, I stay in contact with them all the time. You've got your undergraduate degree in international affairs. You're working on your master's degree right now. Basketball is going to be a big part of your future, I'm sure too. Especially based on the way you're blossoming right now. Uh, Separate basketball, though. What What are your, uh, you know, your life ambitions or your career goals? Uh, uh, Oh, well, like you say, hopefully, I'll I'll love to play basketball, you know, at a professional level someday. But after that, I'm looking to, you know, own my have my own business. I know I can, if I have the money to do that right off, I would like to, but. But, you know, I have to go save up some money first. I'd like to own my own business someday. And uh, one thing I've always dreamt of is, is, you know, having my own airline company or, you know, having a partnership uh, with an airline company. Now, as much as I don't like flying, I would would like to, you know, own my own airline company someday in the future down the road. So what we're what you're saying is you're going to get your pilot's license and be in the cockpit. Is that what we're here saying? (laughs) No, no, I don't think I can. Fit. <laughs> I don't think I don't you could either, <laughs> Michael. Michael, you, you, with your personality and, and even from day one that you got here, just because of your size, you, people were drawn to you. I'm amazed at your ease and comfort, particularly with youngsters. Yeah. Uh, where, where's the? Where does that come from, or or, do, or is that a, just a conscious effort on your part? Uh, uh, I'll say, you know, all that, all those credits to my my parents and my family. You know, that's uh, just. The background I was brought up in, you know, raised in a Christian family, you know, uh, and my mom, my parents, my family, they always, you know, try to treat people the right way and, uh, you know, teach us, you know, to treat people the right way, especially you want to treat people the way you want people to treat you. So uh, that has been, you know, my, my, I've been following that footsteps since, since I was growing up. And I still try to keep that, you know, even when I'm here by myself, where my parents are not here around. But that's what I've been trying to do. And, you know, just becoming, you know, a young adult, learning from my coaches, you know, the way they handle things, the way they handle themselves in public, you know, and uh, how they interact with people. And also, hey, I'm looking to get a job someday after college, so I have to be, I have to be nice to people. So. <laughs> Don't burn any bridges, brother. Don't burn any bridges. <laughs> hey, we're talking. But, about... but my coach, my coach wants me. You know, he said, "Hey, 
you can be nice to people outside basketball, but when you when you step on that floor, I want you to be mean. Really well, you mean. you got fired. Up. There was a point last night when you were not happy, if I recall, and uh, and I would not like to be on the receiving end of that uh, frustration. <laughs> Hey, Michael, we'll, we'll let you get going here, but, uh, you know, I could ask you about all the different players on the team. I'm, I'm just going to ask you about P.J. Savoy because, and I haven't looked up the stat, but on top of the fact that he makes half his three-pointers, I swear he makes the first one every time he comes in a game. So what's the most – how many in a row have you seen him make in practice? I mean, he does he just get on strings where he's hitting 20 in a row? I've never seen a guy shoot like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't, I can't remember off my head right now, but I'm still asking P.J., you know, yeah, I, I started out there in practice one day. You know, got tired of watching him. You know, making ten, twelve in a row. You know, then you ask, "How is this guy doing these days?" You know, I try to be like DJ, and then I pick up the basketball and try. Okay, let me see if I can make twelve in a row like he just did. Then after I make the first one, the second one, the last is just okay. I'm okay. I'm over it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> PJ, PJ is a big, a big, big, big part of our program. It's a big part of our success to today. And now we, we, we try to do everything we can. You know, I try to set better ball screens. I try to set good screens for him, you know, to get him wide open because we need him to be PJ. We don't need him to be Michael Ojo. I'll take care of being Michael Ojo. We need PJ to be PJ, you know, and that's what he does best for us, you know. Come in there, give us, you know, great energy on defense and go, you know, get himself wide up on offense and, you know, try to make a couple of shots for us. And, you know, like everybody say, you know, P.J. coming in the basketball game, the first shot is going up and it's going in. <laughs> well, he's he's proven that. Michael, we'll let you get going. Best of luck against Carolina this yes, week. And, and best of luck to you in your future. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that wh- wherever you go, whatever you end up doing, uh, and there will be basketball involved in that, I'm confident. But uh, even after that, when you own your own airline, uh, hopefully you'll remember your time in Tallahassee and Florida State well. It's been fun to watch you uh, you develop, and uh, it'll be fun to watch you the rest of the way this year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and uh, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, you know, Tallahassee has been my you know second home. This is my home away from home now. You know, like I said, I've been here. I haven't been back home since I've been there. So I, I will surely, surely, I'm forever a Seminole. You know, I, I will always, always come back to visit. I always remember, you know, my roots, and I always remember my time here because it's been been fun. Good people, I've met a lot of good people, you know, and I would like to keep in touch. Thank you so much for having me. You Thank bet. you, Michael. Michael Ojo, Florida State fifth year senior, uh, elder states. You should have asked him. I'm sure the team calls him Pops or something. You might know, Old Grandpa. Man, I don't know. Then again, he's I, I call he, him Sir. Yeah, I was going to say. Then again, he's seven one, whatever his weight is. So I might just go with what, Sir. What a great ambassador uh, for the program. And uh, and I haven't talked to anybody. And and I, you mentioned basketball being in his future. I've just always, last couple of years particularly, had this crazy, strange idea that would would Michael Ojo be great on the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> he could do that. But I mean, with that personality could, and that size. Oh, he's, he's got the personality. There's no question about that. But he's got a chance to play, if the Globetrotters are listening, cover your ears, legitimate basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, I would not have thought that a couple of years ago, but you here, are though, correct if now. If not here, but, it, I mean, we never, you know, you, you lose track of guys that go play in all these European leagues, but – I mean, Jason Rich and Isaiah Swan and Bojo and, 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 and yeah, yeah, they're all making a professional. Luke Laux did it for a few years. You may not be in the NBA, but you're still collecting a paycheck, and it's not bad. So anyway, 
All right, we, we'll finish up the front row after this. We can react to that, but I agree. Good good spokesperson and, and, and great Just to see great his guy. career great develop guy. the way it has. All right, final thoughts on the front row right after this. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Your destination is ahead. Are you paying attention? Timing is important. Turn left now. Take too long to decide. You miss your chance. Oops. Okay, Smarty, make you turn in 22 miles. At Prime Meridian Bank, we understand prompt decision-making. We know timely decisions are key to getting where you need to go, in business and in life. How long does it take your bank? Try my bank for business. Prime Meridian Bank. Timberlane Road, Capital Circle Northeast. Or at trymybank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. I don't know why I even bother. You have a choice, Tallahassee, and it's in Cairo, Georgia. I'm Bob Hobson at Hobson Chevrolet. We know your time is valuable, so we give you the best deal the first time. Price, trade value, financing. We just make it easy. Great selection and great team to serve you. We're 20 minutes north of Charles High School. Take Highway 93 to the Hospitality City. Come by and see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. You'll never get a better deal or be treated better than right here in Cairo, Georgia. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way. The Front Row is brought to you by Cornerstone Tool and Fastener. Two locations to choose from, 1110 Stuckey Avenue and 3269 Crawfordville Highway. Call them at 580-1200 or online at ctf.nu. Now, here's Tom and Keith. Back with just a couple of minutes to go. Thanks uh, to Tim Lenefelt and to Michael Ojo, too. I mean, you've traveled with him, and uh, I, I find it ironic he wants to own a, get involved in an airline company, Keith, because I've, I've traveled a time or two. You've done a lot of it, and it's a different plane now, but they used to fly regional 50-seat jets, and, and you see all these – I mean, even if you're Dwayne Bacon, you're a big guy. But watching Ojo have to scrunch into an airline seat, I mean, he, he needs the, the big and tall airline. That's what he needs to run. Big and tall. We got the concept for him. We uh, we do the TSA inspections right on tarmac, and I could make this a humorous story, but I'll just tell you. He snuck up behind me a couple of years ago. He goes, that deep voice of his, change IDs with me. So we swapped driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> and the little girl's checking me in. And, okay, okay, Mr. Ojo, go ahead. You passed. I passed. And he hands her my ID, and she looks at that with that smiling white face and looks up and then says, you're 5'10"? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so great. So he's got a lot of personality. He, he is hilarious. And, and, and you know, I, I was fortunate enough, I, I think it was the D.C. trip. We were coming back from that game against George Washington this year, and I was filling in for Gene, and it was the team charter was taking off about bedtime for my son. So I'm on the phone Skyping with my six-year-old before we take off, and Ojo walks by, and I said, hey, Ojo, could, would you talk to my son for a minute? So he just grabs my phone, and now he's Skyping with my son, who's a huge sports fan. and, and for, like, was, for like seven minutes. Yeah, oh yeah. He, I just gave him the phone, and he's talking. I don't know what they talked about, but he's talking to Nolan and Ojo conversation. Let me, let me, I want to mention one other thing, and then we'll wrap up, because I'm going to ask Chuck Walsh to look this up. Seriously, though, related to that P.J. Savoy question, not only does he hit a bunch of them, but last night he hit his first two. Against Virginia Tech, he hit his first two. Like, I want to know what his percentage is on the first three-point attempt of every game. Because it seems like it's 100. Well, and, and <laughs> they bring him in specifically to shoot. They bring him in to bust the zone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he is not expected, at least early on that that possession, to pass the basketball. It's if just, it gets to him, the, 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 the thing that Stan Jones told me, their instructions to Savoy, 
is if you can see the rim, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, Leonard said, if you can see orange, you've got the green light. Uh, we've got the red light because we are out of time. So we will do this again next week. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the game against the Tar Heels on Saturday. And we'll talk to you Wednesday. So long, everybody. Broadcasting live from the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac Studios, this is 97.9 ESPN Radio, WTSM, Woodville, Thomasville, Tallahassee.